I want to welcome everybody back to the Spartan Dogs podcast. I am your host, West Coast Rail, and I'm joined by my co-host, my guy, Devin Armstrong. How are you doing, sir? Doing all right today, my guy. Ready to talk some Spartans football. Hey, yep, so am I. So let's get it. Let's get it cracking right now. I told you guys before the game, before the Miami game, of what was going to happen. I know you said to yourself, you needed to see it to believe it. Now, now that you've seen it, do you believe it? 1,010 billion percent, I am all in. I seen everything I needed to see in that game from this team to tell me that they could make a push, a serious, serious push in the Big Ten. Yep, same here. I was I was also, like I said, I already knew that they would win. I put my bet on it. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it came through. They pulled it out. It was a little scary first half. But that fourth quarter just, you know, totally wiped out anything Dave Warner would have ever drawn up. You understand? So I'm glad to see Jay Johnson is now our new offensive coordinator, and he is showing us this is what an offense should be looking like. So Absolutely. I 100% I agree. Definitely thank him for uh, coming to Michigan State with Mel Tucker. Uh, so I want to ask you, how many wins now that the Miami game is over with? We crushed them. Now we're ranked 20. How many wins can you see MSU winning? As of right now, I think we can pull off a 10 win or an 11 win season. Ooh. 10 or 11. I think we have the capability of I really want to wait for this Nebraska game because mm-hmm. if if we you know if we, if this Nebraska game goes one way that I'm thinking it's going to go I think maybe then we could talk about 12 and 0 heading into the Big 10 title game. A little tough, a little scary, but you know or a little, you know, Ooh. but you know I, I seen I seen a lot. Now, a lot of people are saying that Miami was overrated, Miami's not that good, this this and that, but what people yep. got to realize is that is still a power five team. Yep. Miami is still a top, easily top three, maybe even we'll say a top three, top four team in the ACC. Yeah. I won't necessarily give them number two because I think probably North Carolina or um, Virginia is up there, but um, they are definitely still in the, at least in the top four in the ACC. That's the top four ACC team that we went on and played a true True, unlike most of the SEC teams, a true road game yes, against a, against a uh, Power 5 opponent, and we came out with a victory. Yes, it was a little shaky at first in the first half, but I expected that. I expected it to be a close game. I didn't expect us to run away with it the way we did. I thought we'd come out with a victory on like a, um, a touchdown with a couple minutes to go, a field goal, something of that nature. I didn't think we'd absolutely just run away with it how we did, but that's even better. Yeah, same here. I didn't think we were going to run away with it the way we did. And uh, I know I've, I've heard a lot of uh, Michigan fans discrediting Miami because of, you know, their record or they're not as good as they used to be, which I completely agree with. Uh, but I'm with you. They are a power five team. And, and once again, I think that Miami is better than any opponent that Michigan has faced so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. Miami was the first real test for us and we came out victorious. Exactly. Uh, Michigan has to wait until uh, Wisconsin to get their real first test. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I just wanted to know with the Miami game, stick, sticking strictly on the Miami game, who stood out to you in that game? Um, 
stood out to me, I probably would say, you know, not to be cliche, but I definitely seen a lot from Peyton that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the defense, you know, secondary is a little shaky. I think the defensive line played pretty good getting pressure on uh D I don't want to, I don't want to butcher his name. Derek King. There we go. Derek King. Yeah. Um, he, they got pretty good pressure on him, forcing him to uh, make bad decisions with the ball, turning the ball over. I think he threw what three interceptions and had a fumble, or was it two interceptions? Two interceptions and a fumble. Yep. And a fumble, forcing fumbles, him to turn the two fumbles, two interceptions, all by him. He turned the ball over four times. I think the defensive line did a great job doing that. But uh, honestly, it was Peyton. Peyton, I knew Peyton was going to have to step up and make a few throws in this game, but uh, he used his legs in the right area too. So I was very, uh, very happy about that to see him use his mobility that he's capable of doing. Now he's not as fast as King. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, that type of speed, but he's got like Trevor Lawrence speed. Oh so, yeah. So he can, he, he used it. And I was, you know, I was like, all right. So he knows he's smart about it. He knows not to just take off every play. He knows on that third down late in the game when we needed it, he needed to take off and he did. Yeah. So I, I got to go with Peyton. I agree with you. I, I'm with you on, on Peyton. He did. Step up in the fourth quarter with the scramble for about 20, 25 yards. I believe that was that was incredible. That one came out of nowhere. I didn't expect it. Uh, he showed some toughness, too, because he also took some hits and some sacks uh, that, you know, maybe a, a quarterback in the past might not have, uh, you know, stepped up. But, yeah, he obviously did. He overcame whatever he had to overcome. And, and I, think he, he I think he knew. I just think he knew in his head he's like, I got Kenneth Walker in the backfield. You know, I got Speedy Naylor on the outside. I got Jalen, I got Jaden Reed, my high school teammate. Yep. On the outside. Like I got these pieces around me that are good. I got it. I'm their leader. I got to stick with it. And he's got that mentality. And I think that's one of the, you know, going back to what we, um, we talked about before uh, the Miami game, uh-huh. you know, uh, Mel Tucker mentioned last season why uh, mainly Rocky got the start was because they said Peyton had to mature a little bit with his leadership and, you know, those qualities that come with being a uh, D1 college quarterback. And I mm-hmm. think you, you've you seen it in this game. I, I think agree. you've definitely seen it. Staying boy, staying calm on the road against a Power 5 non-conference opponent. Like, yeah, he did great. I agree. And uh, <clears throat> what's even bigger than that is that uh, – he has not thrown an interception so far. Nope, he said and turned the ball over. He's not putting the ball in harm's way. And that's exactly what you want out of a quarterback. That's what I what I believe is the most significant so far uh, in with seeing Peyton Thorne so far this season is that we we obviously we don't I can't say it because I don't want to jinx this, but we don't fumble the ball a lot, and Peyton Thorne really doesn't like you said throw the ball in harm's way. So with that being said, I'll take a sack. He, I'd rather a quarterback take a sack mm-hmm. than a turnover. Yep. Because at the end of the day, we had zero turnovers. Miami had four, which is should be. And when you see the final score, that is what the final score should have been with a team that has four turnovers. You know, you expect to win when you uh, cause more turnovers than you give up. So I thought it was. I thought that right there was the most impressive thing to me. Now, for as far as a player that stood out to me, the connection, I'm going to give it two, two players. <clears throat> One, Speedy Naylor. Uh, in the fourth quarter with that score, when he uh, hit the double move on the cornerback, I thought that was oh, amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. That was amazing. Textbook. Route. Textbook. 
So I and it was funny because <laughs> I seen that uh, Coach Hawkins, the wide receivers coach, actually works with the wide receivers on that because if you recall the last year the Michigan game, Ricky White <laughs> continually hit double moves on cornerbacks to get open for three scores in that game. So and they made no adjustments to stop him either. It's hard to stop that type of a type of a move. So once once you learn that type of a route. You look for that route to continue. Now I'm what, watching the Nebraska game. If we ever get like, if ever Peyton Thorne throws a bomb, I'm pretty sure when they roll the replay back, you'll see the double move happen. And I'm 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 super impressed with just how technical we are. We are very fundamentally sound, which helps us. I I think that that whenever we face teams that are more talented than us those fundamentals will help us overcome anything that they throw at us. It'll keep us, us in the game longer. Exactly, exactly. Us not turning the ball over, at least. S- little simple things like that. Hopefully, we can cut back on the, some of the penalties because I think we, we actually got more penalties than we ever did in any other game. Mm-hmm. So it's something to clean up, but, it, but it's not that bad. As long as we didn't turn the ball over, I think I, I'm satisfied with what happened. Uh, now, as far as the second player that I was impressed with, <clears throat> was uh, Charles Brantley. Even though he got a uh, call for targeting, which he just needs to learn, he has to get better technique and, and, and use his shoulders a little bit more than his head. But I remember when Ramos was was tearing our cornerbacks up because we were 10 yards deep before the snap because we were, we were afraid of their speed. But once we got Brantley, and Brantley was in Ramo, Ram, uh, Rambo's face, I remember he was man up to Ram, and, and he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, hold on. I know this freshman is not, but he's from Florida too. So he, it's a Florida, Florida type rivalry going on right now. And, and Brantley can step up. If Brantley stepped up and he shut down Ram, Rambo, which is crazy to me. And then he can hit. He, and now he uses his, the crown of his head, which he has to, you know, correct. But he's not afraid. And that's one of the things that I that stood out to me was Brantley coming in and not being afraid of Rambo and saying, you know what, if don't nobody else want to wanna step up and take him on, give him to me, coach, and I'll shut him down. And he did, he did just that while he, you know, for as far as he was in the game until he got the target in, then he had to exit out. But right after that, we ended up getting the strip fumble uh and recover by the Spartans. So you know, it all worked itself out. But those are the two players that I say impressed me with this win. Definitely good picks. So, next next question I want to know is what does this win mean for Mel Tucker and MSU? This is his third, uh, third AP Top 25 win, second one on the road because he beat Michigan last year in the big house while they were in the top 25 and the win against Northwestern was at home. So, but his third overall Mm -hmm. and his, uh, his second on the road, I'd say this one is a big signature with the fans being back. And then it's a non-conference opponent too. I'd say this is, this is big. This is huge. This is opening a whole lot of eyes right now because a whole lot of people are talking about Michigan state. Now we're back in the conversation a little bit. Not quite where we uh, where we want to be, but we're there. We're making strides to getting there, and I think people are starting to take notice just a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking after this Nebraska game, I think a little bit more people are going to start taking notice. 
hopefully so. I hope uh, a lot of the national media starts to understand of just how quickly Mel Tucker has turned the program around. I don't think there's ever been a coach uh, uh, that can turn a program from two two wins one season to already three. So we already surpassed last yep. season's win total. Yep. So I don't I don't quite you know I think that you know national media needs to uh, recognize Mel Tucker for just how impressive he really is. And I also want to thank the uh, MSU committee, the hiring committee, uh, for looking at him instead of uh, going after the coach from Cincinnati. Luke Fickle? Yeah, Fickle. I'm glad that we got – I'd rather have Mel Tugger than Fickle any day, even though I believe Fickle's a good coach. But, obviously, he didn't want to He didn't want to come here to Michigan State. I guess he just didn't want to take on the roster. But, you know, it worked out in Coach Tucker's favor. So with this, I'm hoping that also that this improves recruiting. Hopefully this is a momentum booster for that. We got some kids coming. Uh, we got a wide receiver out of Texas who's committed to Texas, coming to, uh, for his official visit for the Nebraska game. So I'm hoping that that the recruiting starts to turn and we start to get real like four four stars that that can really change the program for years to come. I think touching on that recruiting, um, the recruiting a little bit, if Peyton mm-hmm. continues to play good this year and we end up with 10, 11, or even undefeated with 12 wins, I wonder what that means for that four star kid that Mel Tucker's got coming in. Because oh, my God. Yeah. What, right. what, what do you do with that? If you've got Peyton playing so well, sophomore getting ready to go into his junior year, do you have that guy sit for his freshman year and he's okay with it? And maybe Peyton goes to the league the next year if he has a whole another good season as well? Or I mean, what you know, do you to, do? to be honest with you, I think that <clears throat> I think that that's what he's hoping for. Because <clears throat> you you still have um, you still have him, Faye, and Noah Kim, still there, you know, waiting on their turn, their shot to to uh to get on the field as well. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I I I, you know, I agree with you. I want to know how did that work because you're right. Payne Thorne is not is not going anywhere. Not not this year. So I believe that they're trying to, for sure, uh, get Peyton Thorne the reps and the, and, the, and the looks that he needs in order for him to be drafted. Because I know that's what they want. Because you got to, you, with, with so much talent coming in, you got to get it out. And you have to get it out and into the league fast. So that, you know, you don't upset anybody that, you know, you want, you know, coming out of high school. So... <clears throat> We have so much talent. I mean, I could go on and on about our roster depth. It's crazy. I expect transfers to act. I expect people, good players, to transfer out of Michigan State because they can't get on the field because we have so much talent. <laughs> that's what I'm pretty sure that's what he Those would be good he, problems to have. Exactly. He wants to be the Alabama of, of the North. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm trying to build an Alabama up, up north. And it's not Michigan, it'll be Michigan State. So. <clears throat> So far, so good. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, I hopefully we can keep Mel Tucker around a little, a little, a little bit. You know, but him being this good, you never know. Plus, how he left Colorado, that to me sticks in my mind too. Because I'm like, man, if he ever gets a gets a fancy, fancy job, you know, I don't know what. But I, but if I I'm, think if that I'm it, in Michigan State, I'm dropping the bag on him. I don't care whoever come your way with a bag, I got a bigger one for you. And I'm going to try my best to keep you 
right here at Michigan State for as long as possible. I just think it's uh, when it when it came to that, I, I looked at it just, you know, I didn't look at it too, you know, too many. I looked at it black and white. I mean, it's Colorado versus Michigan State. Who gets mm. more national coverage? Who is more mm. who's more looked? You can do whatever you because think about it with uh, a team like Boise State or um, somebody like uh, Central Florida. Wow. They go 12 and 0, 12 and 0 for multiple years. Yeah, they get a little bit of national coverage, this, this, and that. They're undefeated. But I mean, who's really paying attention to them? Who's yeah. really watching their games? They don't, nothing, nobody. I mean, maybe some NFL recruiters looking at the players they got that might be coming into the draft a little bit. But, you know, as far as fan base goes, who's really watching those games? Exactly. Versus a Michigan State game or a Big Ten game, I should say, in general. So he came yep. to the Big Ten conference to try and turn around this program that already showed it has some excellence in it. Just yep. needed some tweaking with the players and the schemes. And so far, he's doing a great job at that. Very great job. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the defense continue to improve. Uh, we have still haven't seen Tank Brown, uh, the transfer out of Minnesota. He still hasn't played for some odd reason just yet. But they were talking about him as a defensive end. And, 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 and had very good skills to get to the quarterback at defensive end. So maybe he can improve the defense just that much more. I really want to see him play. I hope he plays uh, versus Nebraska. But, uh, you know, we can only hope and and, and wait on that one. But uh, with that being said, looking forward to Nebraska, what are your expectations for that game and what would you like to see in that game? I'd like to see Peyton pass the ball a little bit more. Mm. Just a little bit more. I just there's uh, I got a feeling this game is going to be a um it's going to be probably just as close as the Miami game, but I don't know. I haven't watched Nebraska too much this year, so I don't really know where they yes. are as far as turnovers and their fundamentals and how they look. Same but now. I expect with it with them having a very close game with Oklahoma last week uh-huh. that I'm expecting Nebraska to play probably just as well against us. And mm. it's going to be it's going to be real tight nip. And I just got a feeling that we're gonna Peyton's gonna have to make another play, and it may this time it may not be with his legs. He may have to make it with his arm. Mm. I got a feeling that we're gonna it's gonna be real tight nip. We need him to hit like some seriously accurate throws on third downs, converting, getting us in field goal range to win the game, or scoring a touchdown to take the lead and take the momentum away from Nebraska. I don't think Nebraska is gonna neutralize Kenneth Walker. Okay. But I think it's going to get to a point where it's like, all right, we gotta we gotta move the ball quickly, and you know we can't risk one play with a defensive lineman or a linebacker getting through and stop or tripping up Kenneth Walker. I agree. Uh, I, I, the ball. I do think. Well, I don't, <clears throat> neutralize. You're you're absolutely right. I don't think that anybody. I don't think any team can really neutralize him, <clears throat> but. I do expect Nebraska to be like, you know what? Kenneth Walker is just too damn good. We're going to have to put nine in the box. And basically, if Kenneth Walker can get through a nine in the box front, he should win the Heisman. There's nothing. If you can run when there's nine people looking dead at you, you should be able to win the Heisman for sure. Now, with that being said, that that does mean I do think that it opens it up for Peyton Thorne to throw more. Because you're going to get a lot more man coverage and and a lot more double moves. That's where the that's where the double move comes. Yeah, the receiver so I, definitely have a chance to take advantage of that. So, I 
I believe it'll be a tight first half, but I believe throughout the course of the game, once again, we just take them to the deep water. And it, I don't think that Nebraska, uh, with with them making it close versus Oklahoma, I don't think Oklahoma is that good. I believe Oklahoma is overrated this year. So I really don't take that, you know, take that as a big factor to me. Because once you play us and it's at home and it's at night and we're going to, you know, strike the stadium out, mm-hmm. it's just going to be mayhem. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be crazy. The fans are going to go bananas. Oh, yeah, I expect a very large <laughs> crowd for that game. So it's going to be hard for Nebraska to really if, – if Nebraska makes any mistake, it's going to be momentum for Michigan State. So we'll see what happens. I think Jay Johnson has some more some more plays up his sleeve, you know. Some other trick plays that we haven't seen yet. So, you know, I'm I'm here to enjoy. I I expect us to beat Nebraska. Uh, they right now we're a five five point uh, favorite. Mm-hmm. So I do expect us to to cover that. So if anybody out there is a, a betting man, you can go ahead and bet Michigan State with the points. As long as it's not too, as long as it's not double digits, I I think Michigan State can definitely cover that, and they should be able to. I don't think Nebraska has the quite the talent that we have on offense to outscore us. Because right about now we're averaging about what 30, 34 points a game. I mean, that's just the average. Right now we we've not went below thirty-eight. Correct. Yes. So I mean thirty-eight every game. So if Nebraska can't score a lot of points, then I don't see them uh keeping up with us at all. So that's something to look forward to. I think if we come out and just absolutely run away with this game, not only will we be going undefeated until we play Michigan, I expect us to uh, waltz in, continue to guard Paul Bunyan away from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, I mean, if we, I guess the point I'm trying to make is if we come in here and we absolutely annihilate Nebraska off the field, mm-hmm. run them out of the building. I see absolutely no way possible for us to lose any type of game until we get to Ohio State or Penn State. Mm. I can't see us losing a game then because Michigan, Michigan to me over these years, I'd say at least over the last five years, oh, there's Siri talking. Um, I'd say at least the last five or six years, they just haven't taken us seriously. No, they have not. I don't think they, 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 they have not taken us seriously. And I'm starting to even believe they last 20 years or maybe um, maybe I'll go 15. They haven't even taken Ohio State seriously. Wow. They just knew I, it was going to be a hell. They, they just don't go in there ready to play. Michigan just doesn't show up to play. Now, they've shown up and they've beaten the bad teams that we've had. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're all excited about that. All excited. But when we have a good team, a talented team, Michigan does not get a win. They don't win. They didn't beat Connor Cook. Nope. They didn't beat Brian Lewerke's first year. Eeks. They didn't beat. They didn't beat Rocky Lombardi last year. <laughs> like it, it's. I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't guarantee that game is a W every year, but I look at it as a seventy thirty percent chance. Seventy percent that we win, thirty percent we don't. I feel you. I'm. I'm. I'm leaning towards that. I hope. My only hope is that. We can both go undefeated, and then that that week, because you talk about now, I want you to talk about that week just for people, to, other people to understand exactly how excited they should be about that week in the Big Ten. 
But you're right. Michigan does not take it seriously. That is our Super Bowl. We once that it's called Michigan Week, and we really do lock in. Mm-hmm. And it is a it, we we bring we turn it up a notch. So <clears throat> hopefully this year Michigan can you know step up a little bit. But if they uh, just keep the same game plan that which they went, you know, which they are winning right now, which is just running, running the hell out of the ball, up and down any opponent they they see fit. I'm I'm gonna watch them closely versus Rutgers just to see if they try to open it up a little bit. But if not, let's say they just keep the same game plan the entire way, just stay undefeated, just running on everybody. I want to look. I'm I because we're gonna get a Michigan fan on this podcast to debate us. On why they are going to win, and we'll do the same versus why why we're going to win. That'll be fun. But I want to know is that do you think that you're going to run up and down against Michigan State? I just I do. I no think one Michigan has can run on us. Do it yet? Yes. Um, I honestly have not watched a single Michigan game this year yet. So I personally, from my perspective. I don't even know how good this running back is. I've seen the stats, so obviously he's got to be decent. And I know they have like they have another one that's behind him that's pretty good too. Yep. But I have not watched them to know. But I don't think we have a pushover defensive line, a front seven, pushover front seven. Now if Michigan starts throwing the ball over the all over the uh the field, I might be a little concerned then with how our corners have been playing lately, but uh if they're just trying to run the ball, I think our front seven can stop them. I, I don't know about keeping them under 100 yards total rushing, but I think they can keep them from, like, getting 200, 300. Of course. I just – I look at it like this. <clears throat> I look at it from a turnover standpoint. When, when we've played Michigan, we've caused turnovers. Yep. Which has helped us win the game. So I'm, I'm hoping for the same thing. It looks like we're right on par to being plus in the turnover field. Which is a which is what what builds real champions is that you know and can you not turn the ball over and can you cause turnovers that's that's winning football in yep. any any league this one high school pros anywhere so I think that we're on a we're on the right track right now uh, and I you know I'm not gonna look forward I don't want to be that type of a uh, 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 you know podcaster where I'm just looking forward to you know ahead four weeks from now uh you know right now it's nebraska so let's focus on nebraska but i do want you to tell tell everybody else about that week that we do play michigan what else can should they be watching for in the big 10 that's gonna be a massive week in the big 10 everybody i actually just discovered this myself about 30 45 minutes ago it is gonna be a huge week in the big 10 honestly to me I don't think anybody should be watching any other conference play that week. Besides, unless you're a Uh-oh. fan of another conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, if you're just a football fan, you don't have a college team, watch the Big Ten that week because first game at noon, you've got Iowa at Wisconsin. Top 25 matchup in the Big Ten. That is basically the duel for the Big Ten West title because whoever wins that game is going on and winning the Big Ten West. They'll be yep. representing them in the championship game. Next up, You've got either Ohio State versus Penn State, and then you got Michigan State versus Michigan. Now, right now, the times for those games are to be determined. Assuming that they're probably waiting to see where every team is at, mm-hmm. 
come time for that week to determine who's going to get the 330 game and who's going to get the night game. But those are all it's that's a huge week for the Big Ten. That's a big week. That's week nine deciding what happens in the uh in the Big Ten. And also, real quick, wanted to give a big shout out to Penn State for beating Auburn last week. Massive, <laughs> massive, massive. Can't say that enough. W for the Big Ten as a whole. Very true. Auburn's not a joke. They're not a, a scrub. So I definitely give Penn State. You know the highest. It, it was it was a home game for Penn State, but still, we we showed the weakness of the SEC that the SEC cannot win road games against Power Five opponents that just happen to be in the North or the Midwest, True. known as the Big Ten. They don't. Hey, listen, SEC does not come to the Big Ten at all for a reason. That is the reason you will not listen. Now, that's it. SEC is not coming to the Big Ten next year. Don't don't expect them to come up here and play none of us. They don't want to see any of us up here and at our own home stadiums. They would much rather us go down to the Southeastern Conference down there in Georgia and whatnot and play them down there. But I think it's – listen, you said it before. You said it that the Big Ten, you believe, is the best conference in college football and it's not even close. You said the SEC just took a step back, which I can kind of see. I can very much see it now. So you're right. I do think that the Big Ten – I think everybody else should know that the Big Ten is the best conference in college football. We've got just the most – you know, you might get – the SEC might have, you know, I'd say four teams that are good. Mm-hmm. You've got – and that have pretty much been the consistent favorites over the year. At least the last 20 years will go. You know, you got you got Alabama, you got Florida, you got Georgia, you got um, LSU. Those are pretty much the main four. I mean, you might have Arkansas and Texas A and M being okay, but they're never like a massive like they're never they. I haven't witnessed them in a uh, in a national championship game that I can remember, nope. at least. So you got those four, but the Big Ten, you've always got you've got Michigan State. You've had Michigan State for at least the last ten to fifteen years. Yep. You got Penn State, you got Ohio State, you got mm-hmm. Michigan, you've got Iowa, you got mm-hmm. Wisconsin. That's six right there. Northwestern was doing okay for a little bit, but then they've kind of regressed back now. They got some young guys in there and they're trying to figure things out. Same with Indiana. Indiana. Indiana's a little hot and cold, but you got Indiana in there. So really, really, if we're just gonna give consistent awards, you got six teams out of the Big Ten that are always, always in the top twenty-five, or at least very close to it, very competitive. They're just they're there. And you know, as always, thing what I have to do to give the Big Ten credit and even other conferences, the Pac 12, the Big 12, we play true road games. True road games against non-conference opponents. SEC doesn't do that. No, they play scrubs. <laughs> they play new they will either if they'll play if they're not playing a home game, they play neutral sites. Exactly. So it doesn't really count. So you're right. But to go into Nebraska. Um, I'm I'm thinking not only is Michigan State going to cover the spread. Realistically, what I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, yeah, it's probably going to be a tight first half. Might be a little bit of a tight third quarter, but I think we will pull away. I think um, we will probably honestly beat them by two to three scores. I can see us potentially winning that game by 17 plus. I can see that, too. I, I expect something like that, something similar to that. Just keeping on pace. I don't know if we're, I don't know if we'll quite get to 38, but. You never know with this offense, so I'm not going to call it and say we're not going to score that much. But, hey, I, I, I still expect us to – we're better than Nebraska. I don't care 
what anybody says. We are better than Nebraska. We should be Nebraska. So let's see if let's see how we handle success. Now that we're ranked 20, let's see if we can, you know, continue this fight. Have I want to see the Spartan dogs. If the Spartan dogs still have fight in them, if they have fight in them, then that's a real team right there. If they if they go out there and they really do handle Nebraska, then damn it, I'm with you. I think we can go undefeated. I think we can win the Big Ten East. That's for sure. So I think uh, score prediction. I have, um, I have us winning. I'll say twenty-eight to ten. I, and I was gonna give it twenty-eight fourteen. Something 14. like that. Okay. Yeah. I think Nebraska gets an early touchdown and maybe a field goal before halftime or a field goal in the third quarter. But I think uh, pretty much for the most part we're in control of this game. I don't see Nebraska taking a lead at all unless they score the first touchdown. Other than that. I don't see Nebraska taking the lead at all. I think we pretty much controlled that game, and Nebraska's playing from behind the entire time. So I'm thinking 28-10. I'll lock that in. All right. That sounds good. Shoot. With that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Spartan Dogs podcast. Uh, Your boy, Devin, uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Maybe next time, next time, uh, you know, we got to get Jordan. We got to get the three amigos back. So uh, stay tuned for that next week, everybody. Uh, hopefully everybody watches the Nebraska game. I know I will definitely be in tune. Uh, so just ke- make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spartan Dogs Podcast also. And with that being said, uh, until we meet again, uh, go green. Go white.